Denise Densign. Here are the latest stories making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. The Philippines' labor chief rejects the latest government data on unemployment, which logged 7.3 million jobless Filipinos. Secretary Silvestre Bello says that number is not, quote, factual, given that only about 2,000 companies have reported closures during lockdowns in the Philippines, which began in March. Official data from the Philippine Statistics Authority show that unemployment surged to an all-time high of 17.7 percent for the month of April. The agency previously said the grim figures reflected the effect of the economic shutdown. Tostosin ang actual number of unemployed ay umaabot lamang po sa 69,000. At ang mga nag, uh, nagsabi na nagsara sila ay 2,068 companies or employers. Yung pong 7.3 million ay survey pa lang po yan, hindi pa po yan actual o factual. So ang aming tinitignan ngayon dito ay yung number of total establishment na nagsara, which is 2,068, involving 69,022 workers. Pero yung sinasabi na 7.3 million, equal pa lamang po ito. Survey results pa lamang, hindi po actual ito. Bellu reveals the government is planning to cover around 25 to 50 percent of payroll costs of employers on the condition that they avoid retrenchment. The Philippines' COVID-19 Interagency Task Force is finalizing its recommendation to President Duterte on the fate of quarantine restrictions in several parts of the country. In some areas, this could mean a shift to a modified general community quarantine where public transport and more industries can resume operations completely. But Duterte spokesman Harry Roque says Metro Manila and Cebu City are special cases given the still increasing number of coronavirus infections there. President Duterte's meeting in Davao City with the task force has been moved from Thursday to Monday next week. We're still looking for some kind of um, data that would indicate that Metro Manila, if we give it more liberty, so to speak, under mm -mm. MGCQ, mm -mm. No, will not spark a uh, second wave. Right now, the IATF has issued a resolution authorizing city mayors to... Um, lockdown in effect not just barangays but zones of barangays even mm -hmm. subdivisions and buildings no so um that's part of the strategy because we want to give as much uh, freedom to um the different places of metro manila to resume economic activity Roque adds the government is aiming to begin the electronic distribution of the second tranche of covid 19 cash aid to beneficiaries by next week a war-damaged city in southern Philippines sees an increase in coronavirus infections following the government's implementation of the so-called Hatid Provincia Repatriation Program. Marawi City, which has been COVID-19 free for 46 days, confirmed eight new positive cases Wednesday. Now, the cases are mostly asymptomatic housed inside the city's quarantine site. The city government says most of the new patients were beneficiaries of the government program, which sends home residents who have been stranded in Metro Manila due to travel restrictions brought by COVID-19. of the program, pero ang aming gusto po ay magkaroon kami ng strong coordination and collaboration with regards to sa mga uh, gustong mag-umuwi 
Uh, ang aming apila po ay sana po bago sila umuwi ay they have undergone itong uh, uh, examination or testing. Marawi City at ang Lano del Sur ay uh, uh, ramdam pa rin namin yung, uh, yung epekto ng uh, seeds so that yung aming mga facilities such as hospital ay hindi ho kakayanin yung dami ng mga maaring uh, uh, nagkaroon ng uh, ganitong uh, sakit. The coronavirus pandemic has overwhelmed the Philippines, but for China, it has cemented ties between Manila and Beijing. China's ambassador to the Philippines made the statement as the two countries marked 45 years since diplomatic relations were established. Ambassador Wang Silian also optimistic those ties will become even stronger under the leadership of Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte and Chinese President Xi Jinping. Duterte's letter to Xi on June 9, meanwhile, affirmed Manila's commitment to strengthen the relationship with Beijing as the pandemic continues to upend the stability of the world. The World Health Organization clears up confusion after it said it's very rare for COVID-19 to spread through asymptomatic cases. Some disease experts had questioned that remark, saying it could pose problems as governments begin to ease lockdown measures. Following the backlash, the WHO now acknowledges studies that show around 40 percent of COVID-19 transmission may be due to asymptomatic cases. And so what I was referring to yesterday in the press conference were a very few studies, some two or three studies that have been published that actually try to follow asymptomatic cases, so people who are infected over time, and then look at all of their contacts and see how many additional people were infected. And that's a very small subset of studies. And in that, I use the phrase very rare. And I think that that's um, misunderstanding to, to state that, that asymptomatic transmission globally is very rare. What I was referring to was a subset of, of, of studies. According to the WHO, studies also show coronavirus patients are most infectious when they first show symptoms. President Duterte urged to veto the widely condemned anti-terror bill. Congressman Carlos Zarate insists the measure which Congress transmitted to Malacanang on Tuesday is unconstitutional and may be used to stifle dissent. Senator Risa Ontiveros, for her part, says the government should instead focus all its energies on addressing the COVID-19 pandemic. Hindi katanggap-tanggap na instead of prioritizing this, no? ay uh, ang uh, sinertify as urgent ng Duterte administration ay itong mabangis na versyon no, ng uh, terror bill. Unahin na lang sana ni Presidente ang COVID-19 response. Makinig siya sa sentimiento ng publiko. At sana talaga huwag na niyang pirmahan yung anti-terrorism bill into law. The palace has vowed the president will scrutinize the legislation which has stoked fears of rights abuses. Among the concerns of critics is the bill's vague definition of the word terrorism. As a matter of course, the president will not automatically sign a law. It is scrutinized. Now, the president did certify this urgent. So he agrees with the principal author of the bill, Senator Ping Lakson, that there is a need for the law. But let's just say that the public um, interest on the bill will uh, make the president um, review the provisions of the, the bill even more closer. 
Senate President Vicente Soto III slams those calling on President Duterte to veto the anti-terror bill. Mr. Soto, who co-authored the controversial legislation, warns government critics their disrespect toward the chief executive will, quote, return to them with profit. He also laments how dissidents have criticized the measure that has yet to be signed into law. Soto is among the lawmakers who have constantly defended the anti-terror bill, insisting it has enough safeguards against possible human rights abuses. He previously said only terrorists or their supporters are not in favor of the measure. The Philippine military monitoring at least four local terror groups affiliated with the Islamic State. Army Chief Lieutenant General Gilbert Gapay says this proves there is a clear and present threat of terrorism in the country. The statement comes amid increasing backlash against the anti-terror bill, which is now awaiting the signature of President Duterte. But Gapay asserts the measure will enable the military to better address communist insurgency. It would enable us because, uh, you know, they're still spousing, uh, you know, armed violence to bring about change in our society, in our country. And, of course, uh, in doing so, uh, they need support. They need finance and logistics support from, from other sectors. So this bill uh, would also uh, enable us to, to cut that umbilical cord, they don't have to worry anything about this field uh, as long as uh, we don't support a bit uh, or uh, in terms of finance, logistics. Uh, you could express yourself as long as you don't espouse uh, violence or armed, uh, armed violence to, uh, to further your, your objectives. Uh, it's all right. It, it's in the law. They're, they're protected also. Civil rights are protected in the new anti-terror uh, law. So, bill. Uh, Kapai says the local terror groups include the Abu Sayyaf, the Maute Group, and the Bangsamoro Islamic Freedom Fighters. Kapai adds the New People's Army also falls within the bill's definition of terrorists. News overseas in the U.S., a final goodbye for African-American George Floyd, whose killing in police custody gave rise to worldwide protests against racism. Family and friends gather in Houston, remembering him as a gentle giant who became a symbol of the black community's fight for justice. Therefore, we will not fear. Family and friends of George Floyd poured into a Houston, Texas church on Tuesday to say an emotional final goodbye to the black man whose death at the hands of police gave rise to anti-racism protests around the world. Gospel music filled the Fountain of Praise Church as Floyd's family took turns at the mic to honor the 46-year-old. The world knows George Floyd. I know Perry Jr. He was a pesky little rascal. <laughs> I thank God for giving me, giving me my own personal Superman. God bless you all. Former Vice President Joe Biden appeared via video recording at the funeral, calling for racial justice. Why in this nation do too many black Americans wake up knowing that they could lose their life in the course of just living their life? The presumptive Democratic presidential nominee said the nation must address racism now. We can't turn away. We must not turn away. We cannot leave this moment thinking we can once again turn away from racism that stings at our very soul. 
The Floyd family was also joined by those who share their grief. Family members of other black men killed in confrontations with white men. Where you stand. Reverend Al Sharpton, who delivered the eulogy, asked the families of Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, and others to stand. They know better than anyone else the pain they will suffer from the loss that they have gone through. The civil rights activist said Floyd's death was not just a tragedy, it was a crime. Until we know the price for black life is the same as the price for white life, we're going to keep coming back to these situations over and over again. Either the law will work or it won't work. We honor him. About 500 people were invited to Floyd's funeral, capping five days of memorial services in Minneapolis and North Carolina. Two weeks after his death sparked mass protests worldwide. Floyd's body will be laid to rest next to his mother's. In Hong Kong, security forces detain dozens of protesters taking part in demonstrations to commemorate the anniversary of pro-democracy rallies in the city. More in this report. Hong Kong police arrested 53 people during Tuesday rallies to mark one year since the city's pro-democracy protests began. Hundreds of activists gathered in the heart of the city, shining lights and chanting, Free Hong Kong before police fired pepper pellets and pepper spray to break up crowds. Police say people were arrested for offences, including unlawful assembly and participating in unauthorised assembly. Protesters young and old marched together in defiance of social distancing limits that banned gatherings of more than eight people. 78-year-old George Lamb was one of them. We are committed to protecting our homeland and our future generations. We should cherish every step while we still have the chance to go on to the street. We should not step back until the end. Beijing recently passed a motion to introduce a new national security bill for the city last month that prohibits sedition, subversion of state power, foreign interference and terrorism. Demonstrators fear it will dramatically stifle freedom in Hong Kong. Security Secretary John Lee told the South China Morning Post on Wednesday that local police were setting up a dedicated unit to enforce the law. He also said they would have intelligence gathering, investigation and training capabilities. Last year, Hong Kong's pro-democracy protests were sparked by a government bill that would have allowed people to be extradited to mainland China for trial, where the courts are controlled by the Communist Party. That bill was withdrawn after months of protests that at times veered into violence. Details of the security law or how it will work have not yet been revealed, but it's been given the nod from banking giants HSBC and Standard Chartered. That sparked criticism from investors and US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo singled out HSBC on Tuesday, saying such, quote, corporate kowtows got little in return from what he called the Chinese Communist Party's cohesive bullying tactics. More protests in Hong Kong are planned in coming days. We have this just in. COVID-19 cases in the Philippines surpassed a 23,000 mark. The health department confirmed a total of 740 new infections Wednesday. 452 of these are 
fresh cases, meaning test results were validated and released within the last three days. 288 cases are considered late. The death toll now stands at 1,027 after the agency announced 10 more fatalities. 159 more patients have recovered from the respiratory illness, bringing the total to 4,895. Philippine cinema bids goodbye to veteran Filipino actress Anita Linda. She was at 95. Her daughter Francesca told ABS-CBN News Anita succumbed to heart failure after several days of labored breathing. The actress also had late-stage dementia at the time of her passing. Linda, whose real name was Alice Lake, starred in several acclaimed films such as Mike Dillon's Sister Stella L and Brillante Mendoza's Lola. The Film Development Council of the Philippines also honored her last year for her contribution for her contribution to Philippine cinema. And those were the latest. I'm Denise Nsai. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.